If you're an adventurer, there's one place that you absolutely have to shop. There is, because there's this place called Mototomic, and they have the gas can hoodie, which when you put it on, it feels like a hug. And if you're a true adventure rider, you know that some days don't go as planned and you need a hug. But not only the gas can hoodie, Mototomic has other things too. Like what, Cappy? Like beanies, cups, stickers, t-shirts, and probably my favorite dry bag. That orange dry bag is badass. It is. Mototomic.com. Link in the description. So, Chappie, I got a confession to make. Confess to me. I've been talking to our buddy from B-Moto, Paco Pete. You know B-Moto, that shop that does really cool stuff like... Off-road performance engines and suspensions. They even can Cerakote with ceramic finishes. So the outside is just as strong as the inside. Which is awesome and brings me to my confession, Cody Proof Certification. Because Paco Pete told me they're going to take care of my engine and Cody Proof it. That's something that not too many places can say. No, definitely not. I would just suggest go over to bmoto.com and check it out. They've got some pictures of what they do. Bootiche.com. Link in the description of the podcast. Yes, because it's hard to spell, but they do good work. Happy New Year and happy new season. Season two. Hell yeah. I'm Chappie. You're Chappie and I'm still Cody, baby. And this is Throttled Adventures. Whoa, whoa, hold yeah, on. I had to get my is... headphones on because I was headbanging there for a minute and <laughs> lost the headphones. <laughs> that, uh, I am really, really excited to kick off season two. Uh, there's so much going on, so much good news, so much coming in the, the future, um, which this is a good time to plug. If you are not a member of Discord, Discord is going to find out first. So any information, any new news, head on over to Discord. Uh, there should be a link in the Throt uh, Throttled Adventures podcast description now. And there's going to be a link on the website in a couple different places. So if yes. you're not a member of Discord. Shame on you. Shame on you. That's where everything goes down, okay? Yes, and, and we have a new member in Discord, and he was instrumental in us uh, getting a new video link channel. Uh, Jay, the new Jay, not the, not the old Jay. Oh, boy. Now I got to keep the, track of two Jays. Not, oh, not the backwards so talking Jay. Okay, so this one talks forwards. Okay. Yeah. Okay, uh, good. And then I'll know which one we're talking to. Jay has a, a BMW R1250GS, a newer bike that he just got. And he's uh, into the YouTube and adventuring on his bike. So he actually posted a, a video when he was trying out his new 360 camera. And it kind of got me and you thinking that there should be a place for that in Discord. Yeah. Not just so. I Thank you, cool. Jay, for giving us the idea to make a specific channel just for that. Yes, thank you, Jay, and welcome, BMW brother. I never thought I would ever in my life be able to say that, but... Yes, so uh, thank you, Jay. Uh, come in and uh, share your videos. We want to see some videos of your travels and your experiences. 
Well, what are we doing this year, Chappie? What the hell is going there on? It's is, a new new is. season. I feel refreshed. Yes. A lot of things are new, but some things are staying the same. Uh, just want to give a shout out. You've heard in the beginning, uh, Mototomic is still a sponsor of the podcast. Thank you so much to Mototomic for making this possible. Yes. Thank you, Dan. You are the man and you- that hoodie is the best hug you'll ever wear. I swear yes. to God. No joke. I wear mine all the time. And then uh, a special shout out to Ben at Moto Camp Nerd. Congratulations on the new store. Hell yeah. Way to go, Ben. Yes. Moto Camp Nerd, baby, in the flesh. Well, in the brick yeah. and mortar. <laughs> brick and mortar. In the brick and mortar. Throttled Adventures, the Throttled ADV code is still available to use at Moto Camp Nerd and Mototomic. So go get yourself some awesome camping gear or some motorcycle apparel, dry bags. Use that code Throttled ADV at Mototomic.com or at MotocampNerd.com. Hell yeah. I mean, for a lot of us, it's winter. So now it's time to get the gear and then use the money in the summer for the gas money and food and stuff. Absolutely. Plan ahead, unlike some of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So what's happening? It's a new season. Uh, it is. It's a new year. Uh, I finally talked the wife into learning how to ride a motorcycle. Oh, boy. Yes. So that is going to be one of my adventures this year, the adventure of teaching her to ride. Where's the sound buttons? I need a sound to put an insert here. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh after having Jocelyn on the podcast it gave me the the fire to corner her and have a discussion. How'd that go? It went well. Stand in the corner. You're gonna learn how to ride a motorcycle. No. Okay. Uh, well I she had a few fears and I was able to talk to her and explain to her why those fears shouldn't be something that she should be afraid of and put more She can overcome it. Yeah, more excited about learning a new thing. Yeah. You know, that's for me and I think a lot of us, that's part of the fun of life is just learning stuff, you know, trying new things, learning, getting better at things. Absolutely. Just makes life a little more bearable. Yeah. So uh, I'm not one of those uh, make a New Year's resolution type. But uh, my, I guess my New Year's resolution is to try and get out more and. Uh, Amen, brother. Go moto camping. Yes. <laughs> You're not going to have a choice. <laughs> that is that is on my list. Oh, I yeah. My bike will make it to you now. <laughs> yeah. I shouldn't jinx shit. <laughs> I've had a lot of time to think over our. our few weeks off i was actually kind of bored you know thinking like shit there's nothing yeah. to edit there's didn't that nothing. feel like something was missing really <laughs> it kind did of? There, was it like, was like what the hell am i gonna do like i've got I all this free ride. time i, I bought yeah. a damn xbox for christmas did you <sighs> yeah because winter sometimes <laughs> i get depressed but yeah i was like i need to fill some time but i felt the same i was like you know something's missing and then I went and listened to uh, somebody else's podcast that we both listened to. but um, And I was like, gosh, the, we don't have a new episode up with that. 
when I realized what was missing. So I'm glad to be back. But the podcast is still gaining ground. It's still growing. Um, I, I was able to show Dan when I met him around Christmas that, you know, every month it's growing. So, well, you've seen, uh, you've seen, we'll probably get sued for putting this in here, but there's a certain band called Metallica and they made a movie. They made a movie? Kind of. Documentary, whatever you want to call it. Huh. Some kind of monster. And they basically said that they created this band and it became its own monster and just started like growing itself beyond, right. like they couldn't slow it down. <laughs> I'm not saying we're Metallica, but you know. They tried. The yeah, they certainly hit the brakes <laughs> <laughs> on my purchase of the albums. But anyway, that's another story. Yeah. I hear we have a hot topic today. I do. Uh, it could be a controversial topic, depending oh. on which side of the fence you might be on. So Can if we do you're, those? You're, if you're an easily offended motorcycle rider, uh, <laughs> put down the headphones. <laughs> no, if you're easily offended, turn them up because we're about to. Well, if they're easily offended, I don't think they're listening to us anyway. Probably not. <laughs> they they clicked off uh, with the what if elf motherfucker yeah they clicked off there as soon as the guitar hit its first chord yeah so the the topic i have is miles or years what is a, a better or what is the best i guess yardstick as far as experience goes i hear this all the time you know somebody will say well i've been writing for 40 years well actually you haven't because you stopped Number one, <laughs> you have to stop, you know, and eat or something. And then, <laughs> and then you got the other ones that are saying, well, miles is, you know, if I, I put on 10,000 miles over the last three weeks. Well, if you put on 10,000 miles over three weeks, you're on the highway. What kind of learning or experience are you getting at just holding it at 70 all day? Well, you know, since we're going to pull them out and measure them, here we go. (laughs) I'm sure, like, because you're a dirt first guy, like, I grew up in the dirt. I don't know how many miles I've ridden in my lifetime. I couldn't. I mean, my newest KTM uh, does have a speedometer, but the way I ride the bike, Half of its life, uh, that has been broken off, so can't judge miles. Especially uh, when you're sitting there spinning your tire in the mud. Those yeah. miles are clicking off, but they're not. Yeah, so miles to <laughs> me are just uh, like I don't judge by miles. I've learned more in a half hour in one day than I can all year sometimes, just depending on right. the situation because it's off-road. and. I think we should preface that like on-road and right. off-road is going to be different. Absolutely. I was just going to say that. Um, you can learn more about how to control the bike at slow speeds off-road. Yes. That will translate. Um, but riding off-road will not help you in twisties. No, it won't. Yeah. And neither will riding on the highway. So you got, you got to write them all, is my opinion. Yes. But you're absolutely right because, like you said, I'm dirt first, and you're pretty much dirt first. But yeah, when I joined Tim in Idaho, uh, man, my my world was shaken. 
because I thought the BDR was all off-road and and there was quite a bit of canyon roads. And if you've watched any of Tim's videos, I'm not saying he's like the coolest racer in the world or whatever. When he gets in the twisties on his bike, he's flying. And I was that's on fun. a dual sport and had not had that yeah, experience. So I was cornering like I would on the dirt. And it was it was terrifying. Tim so was, that's where I think uh, the weight on a dual sport might be a hindrance it can be because there's not as much pushing down i mean i'm not a physicist or I, I, i'm not a you know he's an amateur physicist guy. come yeah, on yeah i'm not a come science on. guy but i would you're not think, bill nye uh, no a heavier bike <laughs> would be a little more planted i, I, I would Is think that the term because I, I agree when i'm on the 250 when i go around a corner it doesn't feel as connected yeah to the I road agree. um so weight's got to play an issue and speaking of weight uh like a dual sport wind see now i don't have that problem but i don't live out where you are where you mm-hmm. have the open plains and you yeah. get 40 well, I'm 50 talking mile an hour 75 gusts. mile an hour on the freeway like, oh so you don't get 40 mile an hour wind gusts oh not boy, really you're so lucky i got a lot of mountains around here you know, winds close together, but gusts are a totally different thing because there's there's no way to like judge. It can come from the left, it can come from the right, the front, the back. <laughs> on, on my Beamer or on any dirt bike or motorcycle that I've had on the road, I mean, even like the the crotch rockets, it doesn't matter. I mean, if the wind gusts, you can feel it pushing the bike. You just you, know, you steer into it. Yeah. The thing about dual sports, and I could be wrong, but are they top heavier than like? I, I mean, a cruiser. So. I've had a, I've had the V Star, you know, the low cruiser. Yeah, those sit low. And I, yeah. I mean, that's planted, and I never like the wind. Just felt good to me. I never really noticed it. Like, but you weren't but traveling so on that low. thing like you are now. That is true. I wasn't going as far. You've seen true. things that unless you're you're traveling, like. That's a good From point. From Utah to Arizona, you're seeing some wide open flat lands. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And Speaking of wide open, like Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, when you went through Wyoming, you, that was when you had uh, a really bad time. That scared, the that's scared. That's the most scared I've ever been from wind. What was but, it? Uh, 60, 60 mile an hour? 60 mile an hour. Like, yeah. Was, I literally was pulling off every other exit just to like calm down. Take a break. Yeah, because you said you saw it was pushing the tractor trailer trucks. Yeah, that's that's insane. And guess those who's on the road so with those? Yeah, <laughs> little old me. That's so scary. What, what do you think? Like, let's say street. Let's go street. What do you think? I'm going to preface time. that by saying whether it's my, it, it, the people that are in the mile side and then the people that are in the year side. I'm going to say to both of them, you're full of shit. Because there's no one Whoa. way. There's you just no pissed one, off all our listeners. <laughs> there's no way to say this is the only way to gain experience. No. Because you can take an adventure bike and you can ride it on the highway for a thousand miles and do 70 and not control the bike at all, really. You're just cruising along. But you can take a dirt bike and go for a two-mile ride through the woods over rocks and stuff like that and 
gain so much more experience. Yes, gain so much more experience about how to balance a bike, how to clutch, uh, clutch, use the clutch for, yeah, to clutch and brake and stuff like that. And then you've got like dirt road riding. I don't care what kind of bike you're on. You can ride a dirt road on a, on a crotch rocket. It's just, you I want to watch have, that. <laughs> I mean, I've I know you can't. Done it. I've it's seen, not fun. Hey, I saw a scrambler on, I mean, Valley of the Gods isn't a terrible dirt road. It's kind of maintained, I think. But I did not expect to see a chick solo motor camping off that road on a, you know, a total yeah. street bike. Right. So you can do it. Yeah, I, I want to say if you're a road-only rider and you're not going to parking lots and you're not doing slow-speed maneuvers Figure and practicing your tr- truck, yeah, your clutch work and your brakes and your uh, stopping Emergency. distance. Another fun thing is to take like three parking spaces and see how slow you can go between those three. It teaches you to balance. It teaches you to work your clutch and your brake. And it's just, it's uh, fine motor control. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, controlling your bike. I do it several times a year, even though I do go off-road. And then off-road is totally different. And it doesn't always translate because you're leaning your bike to the left and you're waiting to the right. And if you do that on the street. Yeah. It's it's a lot different. Back to like when I was following Tim, exactly that thing. Like I was trying to do the twisties, how I would be doing them if they were dirt. Those of you who ride the road know that this is probably not the correct way. In fact, it is not. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to lean off the bike like uh, Valentino Rossi. I mean, it can be I mean, fun, but. Is it the correct yeah, way to do it? Yeah, but <laughs> it's not. It's not entirely necessary. And uh, uh, Ryan F nine had a video on that where you know he explained the whole thing, and, and I agree with him. I mean, there's times when I go through turns and I stay stay up, but yeah. I'm also not trying to get around the track as fast as possible either. Right. Now, speaking of F nine and experience i think i'm pretty sure it was one of his videos and it it helped me i didn't hear all the technical jargon but basically he he was talking about the rake and you know yeah centrifugal force and all this crap but basically what i pulled out of the video was if you're going at speed these wheels are spinning they want to stay up right So that gave me more confidence off-road, but it also speaks to your point where you're saying slow maneuvers. When you take that force of the wheel spinning faster out of the equation and you're just left with the weight and balance of the bike, like you said, it's a whole other animal. Yes, you have to learn to counterbalance um, using the motor's revolution because the motor spins in the same direction as the wheels. And that is, uh, you know, another thing that helps keep that bike up and using your clutch and not just the clutch, but you can use the brake too. Uh, using your rear brake, kind of like dragging your brake helps keep the bike slower, but it somehow helps it stay up as well. I actually heard 
Chris Birch and a physicist talking yes. to Jim Martin about why waiting your peg in the dirt works. Yes. And it's not quite what you think. I mean, I, I'm not, again, I'm not a physicist. So no, it, but that's, some that's of that stuff episode. was above my head, but it was, you know, they were trying to understand what was happening. And yes. And I don't know if you had a similar experience. When I first started riding dirt bikes uh, at 18, I had never been on a motorcycle. Hopped on my buddies. They were crazy. They're doing jumps that could be in movies back then. But <laughs> they kept telling me, you steer the bike with your feet. And I, I heard them and I, I could hear them saying it, but it never clicked in my body. And when I listen to that episode, I mean, I do it now, but when I listen to that episode, you're talking about Chris Birch, it just kind of clicked like really, especially say sand, you're steering the bike with your feet, man. If you're doing it with your arms, you're just, you're going to endo. That's what I do. Or be tired because the bike's got to compensate itself. So, right. Good points. Now, let me ask you this though. There's miles and there's years and there's this and that. As far as experience goes, should we mention maybe training? I mean, even an MSR, uh, sorry, brain fart. MSF you know, the safety course. course yeah. That's um, training. Anything off-road, on-road. I would think any training is going to exponentially equal experience it, it can but i, I want to preface that by it depends on the course if you're going to a course where they're teaching you basic stuff for you to get your license if you're an experienced rider that's been riding for a long time you might not get a whole lot out of it and you might be wasting your money yeah Good point. Um, Good if point. it's an advanced course absolutely sometimes if you have a road track near you uh riding those tracks can be uh, an experience in it of itself. My local BMW dealer does road courses, uh, I want to say at least two or three times a year. There's a track here the, called Lime Rock, and they get the track for a Saturday. You can go down there if you're a BMW owner and oh, ride boy. the track. <laughs> Guess what? <laughs> I can go to that party now. <laughs> yeah, I Suckers. You know, you have to you have to be fully geared. Uh, so, do they teach a, you, or do you just get to ride? Is it like kind of a? I'm not there, sure. But. I'm not sure if they have lessons. I haven't really looked into it a whole lot, but I know that you just get to go ride. You tell them what level you're in. Um, like if you're a beginner and never been there before, you then go you, out with then you put that, expert on your application. If you're a beginner, yeah, yeah. Well, if you go out with the experts, the experts are going to be ripping past you. Yeah, that's what I do in the races. <laughs> yeah, we're experts. No, I Cody, why are the kids finishing before you? Because they're young. Because <laughs> they're young. <laughs> do you see how low to the ground their bikes are? <laughs> uh, that's funny. I, I have the record of the most last places, I think. <laughs> the record of the and, most last and you know places. What? No, I mean like last in out of – 600 riders i'm 600 okay but i enjoy it so who cares yeah, it's just fun <laughs> it's all but, for fun yeah i just i thought we should mention you know like classes or learning because 
in any other venture in your life, uh, it can help. Like you said, depending on the class and teacher and what you're doing, but yes. you can learn more in a shortened period of time from somebody that's already got the experience right. teaching you rather than just and a professional teacher and as well. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you can watch videos till you're blue in the face. I mean, I watched the, the Chris Birch videos and yeah, I leave those on while I sleep, hoping it will sink in mentally. But what I was thinking is like, it's great that I can watch it and maybe pick up some things. But if I watch it on Monday and then I don't ride till Saturday, am I going to remember any of that shit? Yeah. And it's not like he's there watching me and saying, no, you moved your left foot too early or you're leaning outside the turn too early. You know, there's no way to, to pick that up. I mean, I can video myself, but that doesn't mean I'm going to catch, right. you know, what I'm doing wrong. The thing I like about, like you're saying, the videos is it gives you the proper technique in your mind, kind of. It so gives you, you can something think about to work it, on, yes. but you're it right. You it's missing on. feedback and immediate put into use, like right now. Not saying anything bad about them. I think the videos were well worth the money. I mean, yeah, I thought they were I, I actually the cheap videos. compared, you know, for what you get. Birch is my hero. So, yeah. It just, he makes it look so damn easy. And I know it's yeah. not. <laughs> exactly. You know, it'd be like taking lessons from Jocelyn. It's like. Yep. Um, I just watch her get on, you know, like her video. She's put it out a few times, but how she mounts and dismounts the bike as a short yeah rider. and i'm you know i'm like i think i could do that but i don't want to try it because i just see myself freaking in a tin can rolling down <laughs> you've never done that no i mean have i done it like just messing around not thinking about it probably oh, but the wait. thought of actually just trying to emulate that and i'm just like you know what thinking about it makes me nervous like just doing it Sometimes it's shit, like especially having all that gear and stuff on the bike. Um, I haven't done it on a street bike, but like on the dirt bikes and stuff, you know, you're exhausted because you've been just ripping around and like you don't feel like lifting your leg all the way over that seat because you got to get it way up there because dirt bikes are tall. It's like put it in gear, uh, you step on the peg and you start moving and then pop up onto the bike. <laughs> I've done that quite a bit. So, would you consider what she did there? Experience or miles, Chappie? Time or miles? Years or miles for that trick? Uh, or necessity. Necessity. For, for yeah. her, it's necessity. She yeah. had to learn how to do that. Um, and it's the it's, mother it's, of it's invention. It's, it's not miles and it's not years. Right. It's, it's right back to where I said bullshit to both because it's practice it's experience good point Um, and it's experience in multiple things she's never had to do that before with the other types of bikes she was riding because they were smaller right and that is an excellent point because just like johnny mack would tell me you can go ride five days a week which there's been times i was riding five days a week in the dirt but if I'm not taking, say, Monday, I'm going to work on corners. Not just mean that I do just corners, but for all Monday, every time I'm in a corner, I'm going to think 
the process through, concentrate on it, make a perfect corner every time I hit a corner. And then Tuesday, do something different. Then you're growing because just riding for the sake of riding, yes, it gives you some some experience, but it's he calls it compressed learning. He calls it compressed learning when you concentrate. Yes. So basically, on Monday, you're practicing your corners. Or you're going to a section where you know there's a lot of nasty corners that you can practice on. So I'm going to practice through this section or something like that. Right. And you're focusing on on a skill. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, Graham Jarvis, go slow to go fast. Yep. Say no to slow, baby. Chris and Graham. Graham's awesome. Now, when we were talking prior to uh, coming on for the second season, you you threw a little curveball at me and said you had 10 things we were going to talk about. I do. Um, I, I just want to close out with the the whole experience thing by saying I have – Bullshit. I have <laughs> been – I want to say like since I was eight, I'm going to be 52 this year. Whoa. I've been with motorcycles in my life. Um, but that's not – Every single year, every single summer, every single day. So I don't have, what, 44 years on the motorcycle because when the kids were little, I had to give them up for a couple of years and then I had a couple of bikes. I had a dirt bike. I had a street bike, you know. So there's... I think you're singing the tune of a lot of us. You yeah. Know, life happens and some years we ride a lot, some years we can't ride. Right. And my wife is going to learn. So That's awesome. my plan... Or my thought is I am going to initially try and get her comfortable with the friction zone. Maybe in the parking lot to where she's clicking a couple gears or something like that. Then I am going to take her to an off-road training. Very smart. Where they have bikes. So somebody can teach her how to ride mm, a motorcycle off can do that. Mm, yeah. <laughs> wrong coast she doesn't like us mass holes i know i love that <laughs> i fucking love that sorry that's uh that's one of my favorite parts you know yes, we call and- you guys not there <laughs> she just wanted you to say it yes and jocelyn uh i would never beep you out <laughs> mass hole. Uh, but uh <laughs> I know, I know. Jocelyn called you. I know. I'm never going to hear the end of it. They have – I wasn't even going to say that. They have uh, some facilities here where they do like the off-road training and stuff. So, uh, I'm going to try and get her signed up for that and get her at least a day before I take her off-roading. I think that's a great idea because, number one, Jocelyn told me that you should – I should or anyone should – their spouse get them lessons, and so did uh, for the love of knobs, Nathan and yep. Chris. When I was telling them, I was thinking about teaching Amber, and they said uh, it's a good idea to have somebody else teach her. <laughs> yeah, I and just I thought I, it could save a marriage. It could. Well, I, I've already had to talk with the wife. It's like if you're getting frustrated, you need to tell me when you start getting frustrated. Like I'm starting to get frustrated, and so we'll we time can out. Stop and take a take a time out. Because otherwise, I'm going to correct something that you're doing, trying to help you, and you're going to snap. And then it's just going to go. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So if you're starting to feel frustrated, 
You need to tell me. And we'll just take a breather. You need to communicate. That's a, that's a good good before, communication yes. beforehand. That's I like that. Yes. All right. Um, you teased so yeah. me enough. You teased me enough. You said these 10 and then things. After, I need to know. After she does the off-road thing, as long as she has her permit, I'm going to send her to the MSF so she can get her license. And then, you know, she'll have some time on a bike, so she should be able to pass that course. No problem. That's so awesome, that's, man. That's my plan for the summer. And Go then for hopefully, it, Bob Cherie. Go for yes, it. Hopefully in the future, we'll be doing uh, BDRs together. Yes, yes. We're rooting right, for so you, Bob Cherie. Okay, now I, all the teasing is over. There's 10 freaking things Chappie's been talking about. I need no, to know. I need to there's know. There's no – the teasing is just going to start. No, 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 no. It's time to so, get it on. I ran across this article that said the 10 adventure bikes you'll definitely regret buying. And I think they're listed as like – the best to the worst, like number 10 would be the better of the worst, if you know what I mean. Because they usually like number one would be like the best or number one would be the right. worst. Right. When you're doing a list. So I preface that because I'm about to get yelled at. So basically he starts off with like every managed manufacturer's answered the call launching their own adventure bike. And it really is. There's tons of them out there. And when we did our manufacturer list, we only did the ones that were well known. Yeah. Pretty much. So number 10, KTM 790 Adventure. I don't know who this guy is, but he's a fucking idiot. <laughs> he has some fire in his uh, fire pit. Um Basically, he said it should have been one of the best adventure bikes of all time, but sadly, it ends up being here as a problem child for KTM. It's only subject to one recall, but there were just so many issues with those 790 engines. It was a short-lived bike. The 790 wasn't out for very long, and they did change it to an 890. Yeah, which is according, the same bike. It is, but according so to him... The 890 fixed the issues that they had with the motor. That was uh, their way of fixing now, their breakdown I'll problems. I'll try and be and objective stuff. here, but number one, I've ridden the 790 and it's fucking badass. Uh, you but, rode a professionally set up 790. Well, they should all be professionally set up. Not but, everybody has the money to buy a $15,000 bike and then put. $4,000 in suspension work into it. Not everyone does, but those that do enjoy it. But Yes. I've been on 701, 690, 790, and they are my favorite bikes to ride, period. Just going to yes. say that. So I'm trying to be objective. They did have some issues. Rodney. Like anybody that comes out with a new bike has issues. Do you yes. think the BMW 1250 came out the way it is today? Hell no. What do you mean? Hell no. Do you think the GS started like the one that you're on? Or do you think they came out, fixed some things, adjusted some stuff? Oh, I don't know. That boxer motor's been out for a long, long time. I'm saying the bike is a whole, though. I'm just saying. Um, it, it was out for one year, maybe two years. And they had motor problems. I know you, you wanted the 790, not the 890. I, I want both of them, but... The only thing I've heard about the 790 was that it was uh, 
hard to lug in first gear. It's the only problem I've heard about it, and they did fix that with the 890. I don't know. Uh, I don't have any knowledge of that. I've I've heard of people ha- complaining about the motor. I, I haven't have had it myself, so uh, if it is a breakdown I know, issue. I know four people with them, and they love them, so... I don't know. I guess they haven't had a problem yet. Treat it. Yeah, haven't had problems. Uh, I know I mean, Rodney was really that stuff. Yeah, Rodney had a bum deal, and that that wasn't an engine thing. That was a a shifting thing. I know, but when you talk about motorcycles, transmissions part of the and yeah. the, I mean the, it sucks. What the really lady sucked that you for went Rodney? Rescued, she blew a clutch. Yeah, but any bike would have blown. Like a Beamer would have blown their clutch so quick. Where she was. Oh, my God. I almost ruined Vince's truck trying to get them out. I'm not even joking. Mm. It was. I don't know if you guys get mud like that back there. I imagine you do, but it's like clay and wet. So, it's like a those Chinese finger things. You yeah. Those? It's like that. It just sucks and vacuums it in. And you can't pull it out. I mean, I'll respect this guy's opinion. I don't know who it is, but yeah, no, he's just—I mean, he's just saying that, like, of the bikes that you don't want, this is probably the. And it said, uh, you know, it should have been one of the best adventure bikes of all time, but you know, sadly, because of the motor problems, it ended up being a problem for KTM, or he says, ended up being a problem child. Yeah, I don't know. I don't like this guy already. I knew you were going to get butt hurt. I'm not butt hurt. <laughs> I know what I like, and I know what's fun to me. So, I mean, it depends on who's who's saying what and what kind of riding they do. I mean, yeah. if he says that the BMW GS800 is the best adventure bike ever, then I know what kind of riding he does. <laughs> That's not what he's saying. He's I'm saying just, of the worst bikes, this is number 10 okay. because it's got a motor problem. Number nine, Honda CB500X. So now you're attacking Amanda. Jeez. Why am I attacking somebody? This is your We're list talking that about you're sticking by. Article. <laughs> so why is uh, that a bad one? He said that one looks the, fun. I mean, I've seen Amanda's and I thought that looks biggest, like a fun bike. Well, Wait a minute. We're talking about adventure bikes, too. We're not talking about like an all-around or whatever you want to – as an adventure bike. Okay. It's only drawback, according to him, is also its biggest strength. Hmm. It's an accessible adventure bike. This means it has pretty weak power delivery, and if you are taller or larger, it will feel cramped. And I've heard other people say the same. Well, the – thing he said there um the strength and drawback reminds me of uh the royal enfield himalayan yes they say it doesn't have a lot of power but off-road it's got torque but that can help you off-road you don't you don't need 1200 cc's of raw power when you're trying to struggle through some challenging terrain you know yeah i don't so know i see that where it's just he says it will feel cramped and performance won't inspire either on or off-road. So it's not a bullet bike on the road, and it's 
but it's capable. So it's kind of now is it a yeah? I mean, is that another draw? Conventional to it? forks and it's got mag wheels. So oh, mag wheels. Damn. I mean, it, it's not. It's not like a. So it's not meant to do made for. I mean, it's I not it's, made for that. I think this was more made for like a sport touring. My opinion. I yeah. Mean, and that's the thing that I've learned. You, like, you need to know what kind of riding you want to do when you pick your bike. Yes. I bought the 750, and it was perfect. Yeah, it was perfect for what you were doing. And then you yes. kind of grew in what you And I have an do. 850 now because I want to do more off-road type stuff. Number eight, Moto Guzzi Quota 1000. Oh, is that the one that um, Hippo? No. Oh, I thought this looks like an old, like, uh, what's the Dakar? It looks like an old Dakar bike in the front, and in the back, it looks like an old ninja. Whoa, (laughs) (laughs) it's like a transformer. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) okay. Oh, maybe this isn't like a new bike. I don't know. Retro's coming in. Oh, yeah, and it was Europe. Okay, number seven, KTM 390 Adventure. Uh, I said it was so much demand for the KTM to put this into production. Hordes of fans converting to the Little Duke. This guy's a KTM hater. He said, unfortunately, when the actual Adventure version came out, really hit home. As much as it is a good entry-level machine, it is severely compromised off-road with a frame designed for road use and limited suspension travel. There's not really a good small adventure bike. I thought you, well, adventure. Okay. Yeah, because this is an adventure bike. Yeah. It's not a dual sport. Yep. Which Um, is weird because 390 just doesn't say adventure to me, you know. Like when you say that, it just doesn't. Well, the BMW has a 310 GS. And when you look at it, it's like it's got the mag wheels. It's got. And again, this has mag wheels as well. Yeah. You know, 390 Adventure. That does not say Adventure to me. So I'm going to just say this guy, we got to throw out part of what he says because he's putting mag wheels in Adventure category. <laughs> well, no, it's an Adventure bike. I guess so. It's a KTM 390 Adventure. KTM put the mag wheels on, you know. Uh, number six, the Buell Ulysses. I can't wait till you ride my 701. Hmm? I can't wait till you ride my 701. Till I ride it? Yeah. Because then you'll actually become enlightened on what KTM and Husqvarna are. I like Huskies. I have no problem. But you haven't ridden the new one. They've come a long way since since you got your Cowie. Um, And it says, nobody will blame you if you thought the Harley-Davidson Pan America was the first American adventure bike. But it certainly wasn't. Harley Davidson wasn't? No. He says it might be the first good adventure bike made in America. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I guess it are was they, very are they made tall, in America? underbelly exhaust. Oh, geez, that's like a. Yeah, that's not good for an adventure bike. No. Smash! Number five is a CF Moto MT800. This thing looks beastly, but it looks heavy. Yeah. 
so that KTM engine they discontinued found a home in a Chinese bike. <laughs> yeah? That's where the 790 motor is now. Interesting, because... Uh, so they got rid of that engine design. I thought the LCA had been around forever. Or LC6. That's a 79, 790 motor? Yeah, the LC. I mean, they've had it in the Duke forever. <laughs> it's pretty bomb-proof, but... Chinese, huh? Chinese got it. That's what he says. Number four. Kawasaki versus 300. This one actually has spoked wheels. I've seen some of those. I mean, that looks like a fun bike. Why does he say yeah. he won't like it? Um, What's the problem? Well, I mean, when you when you make a bike that's really, really cheap, it, a lot of times is really, really cheap. Yeah, but you kind of got to know that. I mean, you've got to have entry point. Bikes, yeah, he right? says uh, this is very much a beginner bike, but even so, the mediocre, mediocre power delivery and general lack of any sort of feature will quickly make you realize that you would have been better off just getting the cheaper dual sport. <laughs> I mean, we're talking adventure bike, so. Yeah. Uh, if you're buying it for adventure, I could understand that because you're buying a 300 and for the price, you probably could have walked over to Husky and bought a freaking dual sport, you know? You know, the LC8 came out in 1999. What's the LC8? That's the engine. That's the 790, 890, the Duke. So it's been around since 1999. The block. But uh, they may have made it different for the... I mean, you, you're not going to put the same motor that's in the Duke in an adventure bike because the power delivery has to be different. But it's the same engine. I'm just saying. It's a good motor, Okay. 790 had some issues, but they had to change it for Europe. So it wasn't a complete fail. It was the uh, emissions that made things have to change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number three. Which, if it gives you more, if it gives you more horsepower, then who cares? <laughs> okay, number three, Benelli TRK 800. It's a weird looking bike. Never heard of that one. Uh, it's from China. Ah, from China. Uh, not a whole lot of old You know what Benelli else is from is China? Left. The thing that's got my whole family in bed right now. It was a cheap dual sport uh, cough. <laughs> he says that not, not a lot of the old Benelli order company is left other than its name uh, all the bikes are now made in china hopefully the chinese made bikes will get better but at present they rank as some of the mo least reliable motorcycles money can buy yeah that's i mean china's known for not good quality control right yeah um so power delivery is solid on paper but when you add a very attractive price tag and design because it does look sharp um it's tempting, but he feels that you're going to regret it one it's day. It's a bait and switch, is what he's saying. Yeah, I mean, looks can be yeah, deceiving. It looks good, but well, it's like those uh, dual sports you can buy for eight hundred bucks. Those 
HWKs or, you know, you see them on Amazon and stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know, they're, they're cheap. If you're buying something just to bang around in the backyard and you don't care if it blows up in two years, yeah. have at it. Yeah, if, if you're it's buying a drunken party, uh, fun game, who cares about it? Right. If you're buying something good. to do a BDR on, you are really <laughs> reaching. Yeah, you're going to be walking a lot. <laughs> Probably the biggest surprise on the list, number two. Honda Africa Twin DCT. Hmm. Uh, So, he says, on the road, a DCT system actually makes a whole lot of sense. But off-road, it becomes a bit bit of a hot mess. Especially on a tall, heavy bike like the Africa Twin. Uh, Just like we were talking about with the clutch and leaning and all that stuff. It's kind of hard to do that without a clutch. Yeah. I I rode one of those and... It, it was a nice bike, but I did not like it because the clutch thing. There, there was, yeah. literally was no clutch lever. And I am, I, I love clutch work. I mean, that's my favorite part of riding, probably. Right. If you're going to off road ride, it's really hard because you don't want to click it down a gear because if you're in too low of a gear, you're in threat of popping the front end up. Yeah. But if you go up a gear, you can sometimes use the clutch to get yourself up a hill without yeah. spinning or without popping the front wheel up. Exactly. Uh, and it's part of that whole... Learning your bike, how to control it. Yes. I should have done this before. Oh, you should have done it before. Now I Yeah, have to so pee. you can see the pictures. I'm looking at them now. I had to look up who this guy was. Oh, <laughs> All right, so number one is the Benelli TRK502X. No offense, this but fuck you, Luke Ziedemans. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, I'm just going to call you out by name. <laughs> it's his article. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's I, his opinion. I'm kidding. Yeah, and it's his opinion. Don't I'm get kidding. angry just, with something, somebody's opinion. Oh, I'm not angry. You should be able to discuss this stuff. Oh, bullshit. It. You're like KTM fanboy in over here. Yeah, <laughs> I am KTM fanboy because they're the funnest fucking bikes you can do what I do on. So, And I know that, so you can't change me one in way or the other. In your opinion. In my opinion, in what I ride, it is the funnest so, yes, the Benelli TRK502X, that looks like one beefy fucking motorcycle. It looks huge for a 500. It reminds me of my 800GS. No way. Just That's way bigger, beefier. I mean, it looks like they tried to copy a BMW to me. Just like the bodywork and stuff. I think it looks more like a Tiger. It's like they had a baby together, BMW yeah. and Tiger. But for a 500. But for a 500, yeah, that looks like it weighs as much as my 800. Yeah, it looks bigger than their 800. I mean, it's a nice looking bike. It's black and red. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it is a sharp looking, but it does not look like an adventure bike. It looks no. more like something you're going to ride yeah. on the street. I mean, it's got spoked wheels. I mean, it's even got protection looks, on it, like engine guard up there, I see. Yeah. 
or shroud guard, whatever. I don't know. It's a nice looking bike, but look at the on the rear the tires wheel. Tires look small on the rear wheel. That's like the twelve hundred thing behind the. Uh, yes, I don't know what the fuck that's for. I don't know. Just to collect mud. I don't. I don't know. But it's a good looking the, bike, but I would not pick it. If the rear wheel is a it's, seventeen or eighteen, the front wheel is only a nineteen. It says it's Italy's best selling motorcycle in twenty twenty. On that picture, anyway. But it's a Chinese bike. Well, I'm just saying what the picture said. <laughs> so if you click on it to see the picture, it pulls up Italy's best-selling motorcycle. This says Benelli, Australia. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice-looking bike. I don't know how much they are or whatever, but you're right. It looks heavy for, for 500 Yeah. I, I just, I've had enough things come out of China that I'd be leery about spending a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Africa Twin... Africa Twin could is be a, a fun very bike. capable bike. I've seen. I wouldn't yeah. like the DCT or whatever it is. I don't. I don't. I don't either. Um, as a matter of fact, the the wife had, was that was one of her things. She doesn't want to learn the clutch. She huh? wants one of them DCTs. And I said, if you only want to ride on the road, that's fine. But you said one of the things that you don't want to do is go on one of the roads where we're doing 55, 60 miles an hour. You're not comfortable with that. That was one of her fears that we were going to take one of those roads. And it's like, no, I don't want to do that with you. Yeah. I want to get you on the bike and go explore the back roads around here. We could ride all day on back roads. Yeah. Like a easy truck road, right? Like two lane. Just, yeah. But I mean, whether it's blacktop or gravel, it doesn't matter. There are so many little twisty roads around here. Well. Worst case scenario, you could always put a recluse in your 254. I wouldn't want to do that. I used to hate that idea. The fucking clutch would be worth more than a bike. It might be. Yeah, I didn't think of that, but I've seen some really good skilled riders because I always thought putting a recluse in for off-road was like cheating, like you're not a good rider. But I've seen some people getting up in their years that are good skilled not quite Jarvis skilled, but close, you know, and and they love it. Yeah, well, a, rec- a recluse allows you to still use the clutch, though. Yeah, but it doesn't make it as important. Just don't uh, think it's in neutral and hit the gas if you have one of those. I found out. <laughs> Johnny had his uh, three fifty, I think it was <clears throat> husky, just running right. He said, take it for a ride, and it's running, so my, I assume it's in neutral. So as I'm hopping on, I twisted the throttle, and it was in gear. <laughs> Fun stuff, chasing a brand new bike down behind it. Well, there you go. Next week, we'll be bashing a Honda for Chappie. Honda. And the I week after, care. we'll bash BMW for both of us. <laughs> well, it wasn't a bash thing. It was just I was surprised by the list. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting list. And I learned about some bikes I didn't, hadn't heard of, too. I'm going to say number one is a good-looking one. I might be the sucker that would have seen that and been like, that's a good-looking bike. I need it. Which one? The Bernelli or whatever, the red one. <laughs> yeah, it's It's good-looking. It's good-looking. And I thought about, like, if I bought the wife one of those cheap Chinese dual sports and she decided, oh, I don't like this, that... I wouldn't be out much. Yeah. Then I started thinking, 
You can't resell well, them, though. If I buy her one of those cheap dual sports and she doesn't like it, is it because of the cheap dual sports? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is true. You know? Um, Same I thing you throw want- at me about Chris's bike. His is set up professionally, so... It's fun to ride. Yeah, I know. I'm so I, if you and buy I her tease for him, and she hates him. Part of me is teasing. Part of me is saying, you know, like yeah. if you had your BMW set up professionally, professionally like I'd his is like more. for your weight, it would probably do better. But it's expensive. It is. I mean, the difference is being on that 790 and my 800. The 800 I would take from my house to your house anytime. Not even think about it, not at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we got to your house, if we were going to do the NEBDR, I would much rather be on the 790, the 890, whatever you want to call it. It's just more off-road ready. And the Beamer is more on-road ready. They can both do both, but the Beamer is oh, so fun on the road, man. It is just, yeah, you know, and it's capable off-road. I'm not right, saying and it's I not. think part of that is because of the the way it's set up. Yeah, and I think the weight. The one thing they got right on the seven ninety eight ninety is, and right or wrong, the gas is down low in the front, which terrifies me. I'm going to put that out there. But yeah. that weight is low. So when I have the wife and the luggage on the Beamer, and we're off-road and I go to put my foot down, it's a little off-kilter, mm-hmm. I feel that top-heavy you know, I just, I feel it. Right. It weighs the exact same as Chris's bike or within a couple of pounds. But Chris's, because the weight is down there of the gas tank and the gas, it just feels a little bit less top heavy. There's good and bad in, in all of that. But something to think about weight becomes an issue, especially off road. I'm not bashing the 800. I love it. And I'm, I'm getting more comfortable with it. I'm just not quite used to it yet, you know? Right. It's like uh, when you drive your truck for a year and then you hop in the wife's car and you're like, holy shit, man, this is weird. I'm low to the ground or whatever. Right. <laughs> it's the same mechanics, but it just feels different. <laughs> yeah. the, the ga- Yeah, I agree. The gas tank underneath scares the shit out of me. It scares me because, I, I mean, that could leave you stranded, right? <laughs> yeah. Now, it's supposed to be bulletproof and all that, but the theory of putting the weight down there, I like that. But the actual practice of going over a log or catching a twig that comes up and punctures it or something, that's terrifying. <laughs> Chris Birch says they're pretty much bulletproof, but he also gets paid by them to say that. So, Yeah, the the coverage, I mean, if you can cover the whole thing, but if you're going to cover it yeah. with metal, you're adding weight. Adding weight, yeah. And if you're going to add weight, I say put it down low. But to the point of being a KTM fanboy, I'm just a motorcycle fanboy. I do love KTM, but I love the Beamer, and I'll ride pretty much whatever anyone will let me ride. If you want me to right. ride your bike, I'll try it. I hear you there. Alrighty. So, so uh, that's a good, a uh, good, good first season. Hopefully, we pissed everybody off. Everybody's just freaking slamming their hand on the table. Those freaking throttled adventures, mother. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I thought wow. we had a question. Shit. <laughs> what if? Okay. Here comes the what if elf, motherfucker, to your house. To your house. What if? <laughs> All righty. Oh, I've missed the little elf. It's been a while. I have to. 
I can't imagine what Chappie has in store for us today. I should imagine because I'm hoping that you grab right, it from we have, Discord Nation. We have three questions that we have not touched on yet. Touchy feely. Touchy feely. Don't touch my feelies. <laughs> Please touch my feelies. <laughs> you got right. feelers on your bike? <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> tell you what if the curb feelers don't work you're going to be eating dirt yeah dirt now because there's baby. dirt on the side of the road too <laughs> so, uh, we should we make three some travel adventures curb feelers just for the hardcore listener three questions pick a number one to three dose number two all right the deuce the big deuce Favorite meal to eat moto camping. Oh, okay. Well, you uh, follow me, I guess. My fa- my favorite one, uh, the easy one. Oh, oh, yeah, it's easy. I could tell you that one. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Mountain House spaghetti. You got it. Nice. <laughs> ding, 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 um, choppy's a winner. How about yeah. if you had to? Cook your own meal. If I have to cook it, uh, I'm going with New York, uh, and I would cook it on the firebox stove. Oh, nice. I, I love that. It's a little more work, but man, to be able to cook a steak out in wilderness is just. Mm. I like steak, so New York steak and uh, maybe some mashed potatoes or something. Yeah, I would. Um I would say probably hamburgers. I love a good burger and, you know, cooking a burger over a fire. Uh, the only thing that I may want other than that is, you know, good all day long, any time of day, even in the middle of the night, breakfast. Like some eggs or, you know, something You're a like that. breakfast man? You like the breakfast I foods? Love, yeah, I love breakfast foods. I could eat breakfast for you supper. You and Squatch. Squatch is the same way. Yeah, you go into Denny's or Waffle House or something like that at night, and instead of getting a burger, you just say, mm, yeah, give me an omelet. I get it. I, I'm, I'm the guy that goes in at breakfast and wants the dinner menu. But Really? Yeah. Oh, my but, God. You are you are back asswards. I am back asswards, <laughs> man. I, I, I'm awake at night, sleep during the day. I'm nocturnal. But I mean, Vince, he loves – like he could have breakfast, like you said. If you said – when he lived with us, we were having breakfast for dinner. He would be like totally thrilled, and I'd have been like, "Son of a bitch, I'm ordering pizza." But but Squatch would have been like, "Hell yeah, bacon, egg, sausage, ham, was, whatever, yeah. hash browns." I mean, yeah, I like the only thing sandwiches I, for breakfast, like eggs and ham on them, a biscuit. Not saying just yes. McDonald's. I'm saying home cooked, like you know. No, I, I'm thinking like. Um, Especially Pancakes. like camping wise, if you got like home fries or something like that, oh, warm yeah. those up and then you just throw a couple eggs in there and scramble it up a little bit and make like a omelette. Like well, yeah, but not really. I mean, just like a, a bake type of thing, you know, yeah. almost gotcha. like a quiche or. Well, if you whip that up when we're moto camping, I'll probably eat it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, I probably will. Sweet. It's now- all about making sure we can. Find farm fresh eggs. Yeah. Because they don't need to be refrigerated. I'm going to leave that to you because it's your neck of the woods over there. So start talking to the farmers. Well, the, pro- the 
it's not going to be a big problem when we first start out. It's going to be a problem as we continue through the tour because we have to find places. Well, maybe we just do sell. it at first then. Uh, I'm get Unless used you to want it. it every day. Going to get used to it. Yeah. That'd be okay. Especially because like. That I've could be our those... mission, finding eggs every. That's part of the mission every day. <laughs> I got those oatmeals, uh, hash brown. It's potatoes and <sighs> bacon, you know. Oh, you're making me soda. hungry. You're making It'll self-heat. So, so we pour the water hungry. in, self-heat it, and then we put that in the skillet and drop a couple of eggs in there, split it in half. So I know. You need to meal. do a video on that because I want to see how that actually works. I mean, <laughs> I'll see it when it does, but I want to see it. I remember when you were um, talking about these and when you got them. And- ride on two. You actually did one? Shit. <laughs> what a dick I am. Uh, now, let's transgress to a different story. Uh, pocket sand, changing directions. If we're pocket talking about. Sand. Yeah, yeah. That's what you throw in their eyes when you're in a fight. <laughs> uh, I'd be remiss if we did not mention here, though. I can't say it's my favorite, but it, it could be. I haven't done one for a while. Have you ever had a tinfoil dinner out camping? My my dad used to make them when we were hunting. Like you throw in the carrots and some meat and just in the tinfoil and you put it in the coals. No. Oh, delicious. Now they say tinfoil will give you Alzheimer's. I smoke. I did drugs when I was a kid. Occasionally I have a drink. Uh, I'm going to have Alzheimer's. I'm going to have it. <laughs> but uh, tinfoil, tinfoil aluminium? camp meals. Yeah, aluminium. That's how uh, Grandma Alu- Aluminium how Mimi foil? <laughs> If I ask uh, my wife's mom to say aluminum, she always has said aluminium. Is she from England? No, she's from here. That's the funny part. Like, I had never heard that before. I thought she just couldn't say it. I don't know. That's how she she honestly just says it. Aluminium. (laughs) There's a a little video on TikTok or whatever that – to get this black dude and white chick. She's from the UK. He's from the US. And they get like a word and they read him off. And it's like, he goes, Nike. She goes, Nike. He goes, aluminum. She goes, aluminium. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> potato, potato, aluminium. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tomato. The first time I heard her say that. Tomato. I about, I about pissed myself. Because I thought she was doing it on purpose. And that's just how she says it. Kind of like I always embarrass the wife. I'll ask her, are you going to get well, a quasadilla tonight? And I always wait till the freaking waitress is standing there. And the waitress will go, what? What? I said a quasadilla. And the wife will go, it's quesadilla. I says, read the fucking menu. It says quasadilla. Quasadilla. It's spelled Quasadilla. It's a Quasadilla. Then she'll turn to the waitress is by now busting out laughing. The wife looks at her and goes, I'll have a cheese quesadilla. Quasadilla, please. Make your own damn Quasadilla. (laughs) I love to embarrass her. It's too much fun. I know. It's the little things in life, right? Yes. All righty. So thank you all for listening. We are glad to be back. We're glad to be back. And we've got some good guests coming up. 
Discord Nation. You're gonna have to check it out and see. Can't tell them. Can't tell them. Yeah, Tappy. it's already already posted up there. Um, hopefully, it's gonna be as you're listening to this. The recording was last night, uh, but it's all dependent upon their schedule. If we have to, we have subjects so we can cruise through. But there's a lot of big plans coming this year. A lot of new features. So things yes. are going to be very exciting. You definitely want to be a member of Discord. Not just for the news and whatnot, but also for the camaraderie. Uh, there's a lot of fun stuff that we posted up over the over the holidays. And, uh, it's also Mr. where you Bean can made share several appearances. Mr. Bean. I saw a Mr. Bean car. Oh, yeah. I was uh, looking for you, Mr. Bean, but I didn't see you in California. Yeah, Paco Pete. I'm making a short list of FU places in the United States, by the way. Oh, we dude. all know Minnesota's on the top. Hey, there's some really ass, weird ass dames of towns. Like, on the drive down to North Carolina. Casadilla? We, no. One of the first towns we went through was fucking Coxsackie. Then we what? went through DeFreetsville. And then we went into, yeah, C O X S A C K I E, Coxsackie, New York. This is where do you live, Coxsackie? It's a <laughs> what? Pardon, Did you just say Coxsackie? No, I live in Coxsackie. Pardon, pardon me. Yeah, so we went through Coxsackie. <laughs> And then we get down into <laughs> like Virginia get, and shit. And there's a place called and There's a place called Dumb Fries. It's like, <laughs> oh my god, you know, French fries, dumb fries. Where well, do you live? Dumb fries. You know, as I travel south in Utah, we go to this <laughs> town, and it says Fillmore, and then the next town is Beaver. <laughs> so on one sign, it says Fillmore Beaver. Oh shit! You gotta stop at one at that one time and like go from one side and then walk around the to the other and go. Yeah. What the fuck were they smoking? And my favorite sign that I've seen for years now, and I keep seeing it, is Speed Hump. Speed Hump. It's for supposed to be bump. Speed Bump. Yeah, <laughs> but it literally says Speed Hump. I just want to take one. <laughs> yes, it's good. Uh. Oh. I wanna shit catches on fire if you speed hump. Yeah. Friction, baby. Start smoking. Go to Kaksaki. <laughs> I want to no give a huge shout out again to uh Dan from Motatomic helping out yes. the uh podcast, also helping out Two Lil's Intent channel, YouTube. And we just love the guy. And you need to buy one of those hoodies if you don't have one. Yes. You could pay me to say it. You can not pay me to say it. It's just the best hoodie I've worn in 40, I think, seven years now. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm losing count. (laughs) That's one thing that we kind of agree on. Like, money is all well and good, but it's kind of hard to sit here and say, oh, yeah, this. I can't fake it. Yeah, this is like the greatest thing in the world. I mean, you told me that somebody sent you something and they wanted you to review it on, and it was a piece of garbage and I yeah. haven't seen a review on that product. No, you haven't. So, no, you haven't. I mean, it's like... A couple of reasons. I don't want to badmouth them and I can't say I like it when I don't. It's right. just, it's not who we are. It's not who I am. It's, you know, Absolutely. it doesn't come through. So we're not just trying to peddle you stuff that 
oh, just, you know, makes it so we can go on family vacations and all that. Kind. No, if, if we tell you on here we like it, it's because we actually do like it. And if you meet us randomly doing what we do, we're going to have whatever we're telling right. you about, you know, and that's genuine. So, plus Dan's Absolutely. just awesome. I mean, I talked to him on the phone. You've met him twice now in person. Yes. Just, just a great guy. He is. And Ben, Ben is awesome. I haven't met him yet, but go check out. No, Mobile I didn't get a chance well. to, I didn't get a chance to get out and see Ben. Um, I'm hoping to be back in the area at some point during the summer. Hell yeah. I think I told you, uh, one of my friends from tri- childhood lives down there. I ran into him and he wants to do a trip along the coast. So Hell yeah. I think that would be a cool one. I mean, you a trip along the it. coast, that just sounds terrible. Oh, poor Cappy, yeah. you have to well, go even, along the coast. It's even better. I mean, the, <laughs> I, I don't want to throw it out there and ruin it. But Yeah, I know, I know, uh, I know. Yeah, he's uh, he wants to film it and put it up. That'd be awesome, and he's man. been wanting to do it since he moved down there, and he's been down there for 15 years, I think. Well, And none of his buddies want to do it. They all say, oh, yeah. If I come down there, we'll go right in, but would they want to go into the mountains or they want to go to the tail of the dragon and stuff? And he's like, oh, I want to do this right along the coast. It's like a there's a, a map of it on online and everything. It's like a, a sanctioned route, like kind of like a cool. BDR. Sounds you know, cool. It's yeah, should do it. So yeah, I went on a vacation once to ride on the coast. All we did is sit around and talk. Oh, oh very that was off. that was because the RD was uh, non-capable and the Husky didn't. Start, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, something like that. You got it, buddy. It just uh, it did not click, but the RD five six was broken. <laughs> oh, boy, <laughs> the radio was not picking up any transmissions. It was all yeah. skimwapas. But needless to say, you invite me out to ride. I'm going to expect to ride. Yes. All right. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you uh, next week. Yes, on the flip side, next week. And have Chappie wheel us out right now. That's what happens when you get our age. Sometimes you get wheeled out. (laughs) Season two, bitches! Yeah!